Take up the, uh, the battle. Take it up. It's yours. This is your life. This is your world. I'll be leaving it long before you under the ordinary set of circumstances. This nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its dream. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Rise. Alright, just want to make sure we're getting some volume here. Aloha, welcome to another episode of Rise Up. Just uh, here to talk. I'm struggling. And uh, my personal opinion is that if we are able to express when we're struggling, then we're able to transfer that negative energy and those feelings and move through it as opposed to stifling yourself and holding on to it. And today, it's difficult to afford a therapist. It's difficult to find friendship uh, that can understand and be there. And most of those things coincide with the reason I'm here. It's a cyclical sort of cycle that just compounds itself. I'm typically the you know, eternal optimist, I really have made it a point to, at least in the last few years, to wake up every day and just insanely be positive, like, positive about everything, no matter what the outlook, and I'm not, you know, I'm a person, I'm not perfect, I'm having a hard time right now, uh, I think it's because I've been just putting myself out there and exposing myself and seeing the world around me and it's just for a person like me so hard to go out and see the system in which we live and how it operates and the people that benefit from it it's 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 grotesque it's depressing it really you know gets me to sympathize with people that take their own lives I, I see it I, I can I can totally empathize like do I want to even live right now in this situation with the world set up so that those that step on the backs of other people stab them in the backs take advantage of them get away with living the better of lives that seems like the world we're living in right now is this functional society that benefits those that are maleficent the benevolent are the ones who 
struggle, who are not looking for loopholes and ways around the rules. They're looking to address the rules and to correct the rules. And historically, we've seen this. Um, I go back to it all the time because it's just what I do know, and it's the civil rights movement, specifically the Martin Luther King-led portion of the civil rights movement. And they were peacefully protesting unjust laws, which today, in hindsight, we can clearly see. But obviously, at the time they were protesting, there was a ample amount of people that were vehemently against them addressing these unjust laws, and you can see it in the actions they took towards these peaceful protests, towards the congregation of groups that were aligned with their cause and the political attacks set up by the Nixon administration to address gathering the use of medicinal and just regular marijuana and criminalizing it so that they could systematically break up this grouping of people that were trying to address unjust laws. It's crazy. We, we know factually this is what they were doing. It's written on their own sheets of paper, which we've seen. We know for a fact that they set up these laws specifically so they could break up these groups of people that we know were trying to address unjust laws. And over the past 60 years, the groups in power, who at that time were presidential, which is really powerful, have only gotten stronger and more wise as to how they're going to manipulate and orchestrate the system we live in. And I can see it because there is no organizations and mass groupings of people that are taking adequate measures to stand up to unjust laws that still exist today that are very much the same as the ones that were being stood up to in the 1960s and early 70s. I went to a meeting with my community. They are proposing to put a recycling metal shredder in my residential community. Now this community was previously zoned for industrial use in Bellingham because it was on the outskirts at the time and it's where the cement plant was and the pulp mill was. But both those businesses have since shut down and been run out of town. And this area has become a very residential area for people who are not able to afford the insanely high-priced homes and dwellings in the city limits. We have two elementary schools that are on either side of the proposed trucking route, which is a two-lane residential road. They are going to put this establishment 
two blocks away from a salmon estuary which has not even been finalized and ribbon cut yet. The community voted to install a salmon estuary to deal with the environment regenerating our salmon population and providing a place where people can go and be closer to the calm and the nurturing of nature. Before that project was even done, we spent over the community voted to spend over four million dollars to put that project together. And before that's even done, ABC Recycling, Canadian-based business that specializes for the last hundred plus years in metal recycling, decided that they were going to during the pandemic, under the cover of the situation, purchase land without the public's knowledge in our area. Now they propose that they are going to install a metal shredder, which they haven't done metal shredding ever in the history of their business. This will be their first installment and for foray into metal shredding. And this is a giant machine. They are trying to downplay the size because they're going with a smaller machine to accommodate the community. But it, it's a machine that grinds up vehicles. So it's not even the small version is fairly large. It is going to be fairly loud. But those aren't my main concerns. They are concerns that have been brought up by the community and they have been boisterous. The noise pollution is definitely on the list of negatives, but it's not even in my top three. There are so many other negatives. The metal shavings and the metal particulates that will get into the air. Um, it is well known through much research at Stanford, Harvard, Berkeley, any of those major institutions that are studying dementia Alzheimer's and those things that high quantities of metal particulates are found to be linked to those diseases. So that's a pretty decent concern. Also the metal particulates and the, you know, the paint and the things that get ground up in this machine getting into the water because they're proposing to put it right on the port, right on the waterfront, right next to all of our water that is going out back into the water. And it's right in line with the path that the salmon are going to take to get to the salmon estuary that we just built as a sanctuary for them. It's like having the kids, we're going to build you a new school right over here. And then we're going to build a cesspond behind it filled with nuclear waste and metal shards that can get into your lunch so that you can eat those metal shards they can rip up your insides and then in turn go about your day the work what's worse about it is with the salmon we're going to put it into the salmon it's going to rip them up but then we're going to go catch the salmon and then we're going to eat them and we're going to eat the stuff in the salmon so, you know, the noise pollution, yeah, but the groundwater pollution, the 
the fact that it's just counterintuitive to the community's needs. I think the biggest thing that's got me really down is we're allowing this to happen and the outcry from the community is deafening. There are, I went to this meeting hosted by ABC Recycling because in order to get grants for what they're doing, they have to let the community come speak. Now, the opposition to ABC knew they were doing this, understood the venue they were trying to do this in, and they requested, we need a bigger venue. We have a lot more people than this venue can hold, and the information you're providing is supposed to be provided to the public so that we can understand. Well, they held this venue at the they held this event at the venue anyway regardless of the concern proposed by their opposition abc goes ahead and holds this event in a room that is a capacity of 130 people now abc recycling understood at the time that over a thousand people had signed a petition to shut this project down they knew months ago before anyone even knew about it, that even at the beginning of this, over a thousand people in the community did not want this. Well, at the event, there were physically almost 500 people there. The room capacity was 130. They had over 130 chairs. The chairs were filled 20 minutes before the event started. The room was shoulder to shoulder. There were people lined around the outside of the building, screaming in, we can't hear you, speak up louder on the mic. And their response when questioned about their choice of venue was, we regret that we, you know, in hindsight, we would have done it differently. But that's, that, that, that's the type of language that's used. Then when the newspaper reported about it, they got a quote from a gentleman named Riley Sweeney. He's been hired by ABC Recycling to be a liaison to the community. He's actually a local Whatcom resident. He's lived here. He's well ingrained in our political system. I know that he was part of the Ferndale mayor's campaign and he associates quite, you know, avidly as a politician and speaker liaison for situations in the Whatcom area. But when he was questioned by the Bellingham Herald as to the event, he, knowing that every single person there was an opponent to his project, he said, I'm happy, and this is a paraphrasing, I'm uh, I'm excited to see the community show up to express their interest in our project. Now, as a society, we've become so used to this type of manipulative language that it's like, oh yeah, well, he wasn't lying. No, he wasn't lying. They were there to show their interest in opposition to. They were there to show their outrage. They were there to show the ABC recycling that they in no way are okay and approve this project being done here. The manipulation and the 
you know, backstabbing actions of people like Mr. Riley Sweeney, ABC Recycling, these corporate political entities is just the way our system is. Those people profit. Those people make do. They get what they want. And we are sitting in a world that has homeless people. They have homeless veterans, homeless children. We're talking like in like the crazy numbers. There's there's millions and millions of homeless children in the United States. There are literally 1.6 million homeless children that are six years and younger. Insane numbers. Oh, you know, you know. And then we, oh, but the homeless veterans. Yeah, you know what? There's homeless veterans. Yes. And I God, I there's it's like shit and shit and shit. They're all shit. They shouldn't be homeless. Veterans shouldn't be homeless. But we're talking about thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, but thousands of homeless, grown-up individuals. I'm talking about millions of children. So collectively, we have issues. And if these people that are politically aligned and corporately aligned that control the money control the decision making are getting everything they want by circumventing and manipulating the words they obviously want this situation to occur because they get what they want they want homeless people they want homeless children they want depravity they want a wealth gap and we as the majority are pacified either by choice which is just sad the apathy today and the indifference today is is frustrating but also by force they have created laws in which it is more difficult to be just than unjust and when people bring up this situation or these facts they're like well you got to work within the system well that doesn't make any damn sense you have to reconfigure the system you have to rebuild the system reinvent the system you don't work within it to, to do that you dismantle it and then put it back together with the pieces that worked and you make improvements but I'm looking around and being involved and it trickles down to every part of our lives, every part of our existence. I have an HOA. My HOA operates exactly the same as the situation with the recycling plant. The HOA president has basically owned a dictatorship, even though you're not technically supposed to be able to be president. This more than one year in a row, she has somehow continued to be president for almost seven years straight. Either her or her husband, they switch between the two, but they're still the same ones making the decisions. Our property is falling apart. I don't know if everyone knows, but I was out of my house for almost eight months when our roof failed and the HOA did not do anything to help us. We were lucky to have a separate homeowner's insurance which covered it for us and helped us get back to where we belonged. But the community within which we were supposed to be protected did nothing. My neighbor, who was adjoined to me and also suffered damage, was out of her house for over a year. 
and our HOA, instead of just paying her what she was legally due, they added to the cost by consulting a lawyer to see whether or not they needed to help her. The lawyer decided, yes, you do need to help her. So instead of paying the $10,000, they actually ended up expending $15,000 trying to avoid the problem and trying to avoid being accountable and trying to avoid taking care of your own community. So we went down. Now we take that same application and we go forward. It's like these people at this recycling plant and these port commissioners and city developers and planners who are orchestrating these things that they actually want to happen are spending more money more energy and more resources quite often in order to produce things that the majority of us don't even approve of. And when I see that and I get out there and I get involved, I get out and I'm motivated. I am ready to be about change. Always there. I really like humanity. I like life. I like the world. I like the environment. I, I love it all. It's, it, it can be such a magical thing. I think all of us understand that. But we've got to be more involved. We've got to have discussions. We've got to go ahead and say, look, I understand that this is the way things have worked. But we also understand and know that the way things have worked are not for our benefit and we are going to change that now and you need to refrain from moving forward step aside help us fix this or just step aside I'm, I'm, I'm at wits end sometimes trying to do the best I can for my community, for my family, for my loved ones, for the earth. And not feeling like it benefits me. I think Tesla said something similar before he died to his mother. He's like, paraphrasing again, I gave my life to benefiting and innovating humanity and all I got was ridicule. That's how we address these people that are trying to better our lives. And it's historic. It's historic. Gandhi, all he's trying to do is to stop the, you know, British rule over his people and the, the mistreatment of his people. Well, put him in jail. He goes ahead and starves to death out of protest. Everyone has their ways. Big fan of his work. Don't know if I would have taken that option, but we keep going. Uh, Nelson Mandela, great example, really, because his origin wasn't necessarily very benevolent. He wasn't necessarily the greatest guy when he started standing up to unjust laws. He didn't take the right actions from a peaceful standpoint. Now, whether those were right or wrong, that's up to you, but he was standing up to unjust laws, got himself imprisoned, and when he got out, he had changed his actions and ended up helping out South Africa from the apartheid 
and moving them forward. Super great. But he had to go to jail. He went to jail for a long time. Was treated exceptionally poorly. And still learned the lesson. Great lesson for life, Mr. Nelson Mandela, on how to go from one thing to another. Martin Luther King. Yeah. Goes out, fights unjust laws, shows us a playbook on how to get things done peacefully. Civil rights movement. Then he starts to bring that movement and elevate that movement, collect the disjointed to bring them all together. It's not just about the impoverished black community or African-American community. It's not just about that anymore. He brings people together across all nationalities and says, you know what? We're all being mistreated economically. Economic slavery comes into the conversation. And he's like, look, we are all being trashed on. We're not making a living wage. We're not be being given the proper rights that we should be given as human beings in this country. And he starts the poor man's movement and they shoot him. The people that have stood up for benevolent action for against unjust situations always pay exceptional consequences while the people that perpetrate the unjust actions and corruption they live until they're like hundreds of years old Carl Rove like Carl Rove like hundred like how many hearts does that guy have uh, you know the painted orange one like, look at, I mean, another just pressing. Look at our 2024 election. Look at the election. Who do you get to choose from? One of the candidates that's literally in first position for the Republican Party is still being held trial for crimes that are close to treason and national security risks and he acts in a way that is not becoming of anybody ever now granted the opposition the, the republicans that support uh painted orange one i can i can understand how they got there don't get me wrong i get how they get there but at the same time you know is it representative of you to combat people with actions and character in the way that the painted orange one does by ridiculing them by causing heightened levels of fear anxiety and stress in people and gathering people in riot-like fashion is that how we want to proceed because the Democratic Party, who is this invisible, you know, alter enemy, is lying to you and deceiving you. And again, don't be wrong. The, the Democratic Party, crap. This is like we're we're we being given two choices. There's no democracy here. We're being given two choices. The Republican Party is giving us the painted orange one, also the 45th president, 
and the Democratic Party is giving us this old geriatric guy, the 46th president. And those are our choices as far as our mainstream options because the third party options or the lesser known Democrats and Republicans that are running aren't even going to get a chance to debate. Not at all. The Democratic Party is not even giving them a chance to debate. Biden is just going to sit back, relax, and keep doing things, which by all means, he's president. We have a lot of things that need to be taken care of. Do your work, boo. Don't worry about it. Let your work do your work for you, but allow the other people to debate. Maybe they don't need to debate you personally. They can debate your vice president, and she can stand in for you. How about that? You know, she can come in and talk on your policy. Now, the Republican Party, that's a whole nother crazy amount of corruption and insanity. They're not even... They're holding debates. And it's just an embarrassment because the people out there debating aren't even within a small margin of the guy that's standing trial for treason or treasonous acts it's not treason treasonous type acts in my opinion so that's not saying very much about you as a option like I'm going to apply for this job and being a man and I'm losing to a goldfish. Like how that doesn't make any sense. Like your qualifications are obviously better than the goldfish because you are a human being, but you're losing because no one wants your human being to be in this position. So we'll stick with the goldfish. Florida. The Democratic Party in Florida is just like, we're not even going to put them on the ballot, those other options the Democrats have, because we prefer to see the situation that we want to see happen. Not the situation that the people want to see, because we don't know what that could be, and we can't predict that outcome, and we can't manipulate it. That's my opinion of how it works. But... Sometimes when the actions of the people you're making opinions about fit nicely into your opinion, your opinion starts to become factual. And if you can foresee things, isn't it your duty to take action against that outcome? In a democracy where we're supposed to have a vote, where we're supposed to be able to decide our future, we can't even decide what's going to happen within my community. And all we're doing is dealing with a recycling company. <laughs> I think the governmental bureaucracy and the hydra that is the Democratic Party and the Republican Party is a little bit more difficult to deal with than a recycling company and we're not able to deal with that so yeah I'm struggling I'm struggling
I really want nothing but the best for you guys and for your children and for the future. This planet, hell beyond that. I really, it's freaking beautiful, man. Look at the stars, walk around the mountain, go out to the ocean, take in the beauty of it. And then figure out which side you're on. I mean, if you don't know by the, by now, maybe that'll help stir some interest. I don't know. But I'm fucking struggling. Pardon my four-letter words. I love you guys. Again and again, over and over. Yes, children of the world, this is the Holy Ghost of Dr. Martin Luther King quoting Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac, the title track of her mega awesome solo album after she went her own way. Let there be no mistake, there is trouble in Shangri-La, my friends. And as Jesus said, it is up to us to help him do the work of creating the paradise we all wish to live in. He will not come down from the sky to do it for us. He was here to tell us that it was up to us. Hello again, fellow traveler on this seemingly inconsequential rock covered in water and scum. This is the ghost of Carl Sagan. And I would like to, if I may, concur with Dr. King's ghost, and also take a moment to recognize that on this pale blue dot, once upon a forever, there was someone like you, someone like Ryan Bowman, somebody like Rai Bao, a cosmic archer likened to that of Cupid Puck or DC's Oliver Queen. I am not Carl Sagan, I am a robot. Being controlled by the studio that produced this episode, it is called Studio Stargazer, and we hope that you will join us in our mission to save the world from itself. And I would like to say that I also concur with my fellow Cosmic Ghost. Ryan is very special, and this show is very special. You can support Rise Up directly please head to studiostargazer.org for more information. Okay, time to feed the fish. Goodbye, friend. Studio Stargazer.